welcome, 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 everybody. Becky left the chat scheduled for one fall. Last time we're using that name, right, Jen? Yeah. The last... Last time. Thank God, it's a stupid name. It's it's a long name. It's I, a lot. I like what we're thinking about for the next for next year. But this is our 92 year in review wrap-up. Ending the prequel, getting ready for the sequel, getting ready for the main event. Did you just make a rhyme at me? Styling, Did... profiling, <laughs> wheeling, dealing. It's all about looking back, talking about all the shit we talked about all year. Little bit of a, a thought bubble onto maybe a couple things in the future of something that's already happened. So it's kind of hard. You don't want to foreshadow too much because uh, we know where things are going. But we're just going to do our wrap up. We got a whole, we got a board here, a couple discussions we want to talk about, about best dress, worst dress, gimmicks, matches, what we enjoyed, what we didn't enjoy, and what we're, uh, you know, then a little preview of the future. So, Jen? Yeah. Take it away. Give me a rundown of the year. So, real fast, 1992 interview. I am probably going to miss so many things because this is a year that is jam-packed. It's your your year interview. It's yours, It's my personal year interview. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Don't come at me. So, this is kind of the year that I look at, like, we're going from steroids to IcoPro, right? That is the transition. For everybody that loves their body. For everybody with a body. So... Basically, from the old school, big, jacked up dudes, the old order to the new order in a, you know, I go pro. A new generation. And a new generation, if you will. So, we started out in January. We got no champ. Champ free, if you remember, in 1991 at the Survivor Series, Undertaker wins the championship from Hogan. Mm-hmm. And then Hogan wins it back at what, this Tuesday in Texas? Is that how it goes? Last Tuesday in Texas. Next Tuesday Every in Texas. Tuesday the in only Texas. Tuesday in Texas. And then it gets taken away by uh, Jack Tunney, and then there's no champion, and the whole point of the Royal Rumble this year is that whoever wins will be the champ. So there's no champ. We come in with no champ, with the IC champ as Bret Hart, um, who very quickly will lose to the Mountie. Um, and, you know, because he had the flu, apparently, is, is what we're told. And then... Um, will then be gotten by... Roddy Roddy. Rowdy. RRP. Roddy Roddy Piper at the Royal Rumble. Um, and Legion of Doom tag team champs. So that's what we come in as as the champs. Um, starts in January. We get some front. We get some promos by Tatanka. You know, and at the, on the lake we get some by Hogan. He's immortal. There's some funeral parlors. There is the barbershop incident, which is my promo of the month, where. Marty Jannetty jumps through a window in an act of cowardness. Um, we know. So Michael's heel turn. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Pretty fun, important promo. Royal Rumble happens. I don't know about you. I think this might be the best Royal Rumble. It is my personal favorite. Um, there's a lot of people in the Rumble itself that matter. Because I feel like a lot of the times it's just like a bunch of jobbers. No offense. I think you all are great. Um, but still, like this is just a lot of fun people. Ric Flair wins. He's a champ. And like I said, Piper gets the the belt from Brett. Okay. That is January. Then we find ourselves in February. Um, there is my favorite thing, a press conference, where you see Hulk Hogan, Sid Vicious, Piper Macho Man, and Undertaker standing in the back dressed like an Undertaker at this press conference that we're supposed to believe is real life, which, mm-hmm. again, favorite thing. There's press there. Love it. Uh, Hogan comes out as the top contender for the belt. 
right? Mm-hmm. Psycho Sid, visibly upset. Um, so that'll be a whole thing with them, with Hogan and Sid. Then there is a Undertaker face turn when at a Saturday night main event, Jake the Snake goes to attack either Macho Man or Elizabeth, not knowing who's going to walk through the curtain, with a chair. Chair is taken away by the Undertaker. He then hits Jake the Snake over the head, turning himself into a face, which always confused me as a child because I still found him terrifying and strange and uh, nothing about him changes except now we root for him. Right? That, that's it. That's how that that's works. It. That's the turn. So there's still a Jake Macho Man situation. There's Flair and Perfect, you know, um, being perfect. Uh, Sensational Sherry starts appearing with Shawn Michaels. There's some Bret Hart Mountie stuff. Um, okay, so now we're in March. And we got Ric Flair bragging about being with Miss Elizabeth before Macho Man. He's got pictures. He's got proof. Um, there's some... Roddy Piper, Bret Hart, stuff. Bret wants his belt back. April. Okay. Here it is. The Sonny Trout episode of Superstars, where Mr. Perfect and Vince McMahon make multiple, probably about 26 fish jokes. I have the number somewhere. I don't know where. I it think is, it's like 35 dad fish yeah, jokes. Yeah, it is. You should really play a drinking game. And uh, every time there's a fish joke, take a sip. See, you'll you'll be drunk in five minutes. Um, WrestleMania 8. We're in April. WrestleMania 8. Um, decent WrestleMania. I love an outdoor event. Two of the best matches of the year, in many people's opinions, with uh, Macho Man Ric Flair. We're, you know, Macho Man's going to get the belt, but it's just awesome match. And also Bret Hart Roddy Piper, another awesome match. And we get to wave goodbye to Hulk Hogan, which is always a great thing in my book in May. Um... Papa Shango makes the Ultimate Warrior throw up on himself. So that's fun. In June, we start talking about Ico Pro pretty heavy. Everybody loves a body. Things between Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, starting to heat up. Mm. Starting to get ready for SummerSlam. And we start to get maybe one of the best things about 1992 wrestling, if not the best thing. Our first Razor Ramon vignette. Boom. <sighs> July. Pushing some SummerSlam stuff. That probably isn't going to happen. In August, we get... WBF versus WWF tug of war. Mmm, lest anyone forget. Don't forget. And we also get our SummerSlam, which was moved to Wembley Stadium, so the whole card kind of gets all rearranged. Um, there's a Macho Man Ultimate Warrior match. That's the headlining event as well. Well, no, that's like a... There's no other two headlining events. That and the Bret Hart British Bulldog. It's supposed to be Shawn Michaels beating Bret Hart for the Intercontinental title. But it's really Bulldog because they moved to Wembley Stadium and the Brits love their Bulldog and Bulldog wins. Great match. Um, yeah, September. Flair got his belt back. October. Brett gets Flair's belt at a house show in Saskatoon. Saskatoon Sunrise. Saskatoon Sunsets. The place where it happened. Never forget. Brett <laughs> won. The title. <laughs> Very good. Um, Sean wins the IC strap, but they don't show it until November. Um, Survivor Series talks that there will be a match between the Ultimate Maniacs and Flair and Perfect. So Ultimate Maniacs mm. being Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior. November, we get our Survivor Series. Who's going to survive? Who will survive? The first of the pay-per-views that has the new guys in the headlining event. 
the first of the pay-per-views where you really see the new generation coming in and the old generation pretty much gone. Um, main event being Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, um, champion, champion versus champion. And five years before the infamous Survivor Series with the same two. Um, dong, dong, dong. It's only for the championship belt. It's not for both. So Brett wins, keeps his belt. Everybody keeps their belt. There's the casket match between Taker and Kamala. And we get our Ric Flair, Razor Ramon match. But instead of it being Macho Man Ultimate Warrior, it's Macho Man Mr. Perfect starting Mr. Perfect's journey to face them. Um, and December, everything's pretty much status quo, because I feel like it normally is in December. Um, and then we didn't really talk too much about tag teams here. Uh, it basically, Legion of Doom with the champs when they came in, but then Money Inc. wins the belt at a house show, to then Natural Disasters winning the belt from them at a house show, to then an episode of Wrestling Challenge, Money Inc. wins again in October. So it's just pretty much between them. It just goes back and forth. Um... It is a year with a lot of guys leaving. We say goodbye to Hulk Hogan, Sid, Jake the Snake, Roddy Piper, Ultimate Warrior, Legion of Doom, The Beefcake, Jim Duggan, and we say hello to Razor Ramon, Tatanka, Yokozuna, Doink, Crush, Papa Shango. We get Jerry Lawler coming in as a commentator towards the end of the year, even though he's going to be in the 1992 Royal Rumble, um, and we'll be wrestling a little bit. He's more of a commentator. You know, you know he, we notice. Um, we get the rise of Bret Hart, the rise of Shawn Michaels, and the return of Bam Bam Bigelow and Bob Backlund, and this is all because of the steroid scandal that is happening with Vince McMahon and his beefed up guys. Um, so we start to see some smaller guys uh, come in, some people that have more of like real personalities and less of like, you know, just immortal Hulk Hogan type personalities, although you still have Undertaker and... You know, Papa Shango and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, 1992, an important and strange year for WWF wrestling. End scene. <laughs> um, I was going to say, the only thing that you didn't say until you said at the end was uh, you didn't really drop Yokozuna in your rundown. Otherwise, you basically had you hit the highlights. Well, he wasn't in really any important matches. He shows up. He, he's introduced. He just squashes people. Yeah. Same thing with Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon is there for SummerSlam, but they don't use him. He's not he's not shown in a main event like a uh, main pay per view until Survivor right. Series. So, yeah. um, so here we are, yeah. standing on the precipice, standing at the edge of tomorrow. Today, today we end the year with our champion as Bret Hart, our IC champion as Shawn Michaels, and yes. we're and we're getting ready ninety three to start. Raw being a thing. So we're going to go from Superstars on Saturday, which we were watching on YouTubes, to now we're getting Monday Night Raw. I know. I'm really excited. At the, at the, at the ballroom. Right? The ballroom? The um, Manhattan Center. Manhattan Center. Isn't it, like, it looks like a ballroom. I fun. love it. It makes me so happy. Um, Yeah. And it's cool because the beginning Raws are filmed that day. They don't start using them. You know, stock footage for a bit. And it's not really stock footage, but it's like one show cut into multiple raws. They don't, they don't do that for a little while. Um, or you know, tape so so far in advance. They they don't they're not gonna do that right away. So, for a while, you do get the live. Ones. You had a ten minute rundown. 
I know, was it too much? Did I talk too much? I feel like it was pretty good. I feel like anyone that's listening... I was very nervous. We, we spent hours upon hours this year talking about this stuff. We enjoyed ourselves. I think we said a lot of the things we're about to say. But it's important that we go through and rank this stuff. Now, you are not a sports person. So you have this written. Excuse me. I went third place in my FanDuel um, football league. You were four-tenths away from second place. We get it. I know. You... I know. And whose fault is that? Anyway. <laughs> it's literally all I keep texting everybody in the league to be like, I just she just walks around body bagging me left, right, and center, talking about how uh, it's my fault she didn't start Kamara last week. Anyway, point being, when you're doing this thing, we're not going to run it down the order you have here. We're going to keep um, MVP at the end. We're going to keep best match uh, also at the end, right? But outside of that, we'll we'll kind of run down best gimmick. This is our categories: best gimmick, worst gimmick, best match, best promo. MVP, Rookie of the Year, Best Tag Team, Best Entrance, Most Cringe Moment, Best Friend. So, like, person that was a manager slash valet slash friend. And the best overall pay-per-view. We only had four this year. Right. I'm going to start. So, we'll go. We'll save MVP and Best Match as the last two categories. So, I'm going to nominate the first category to discuss, Jen. What do you think the best entrance of the year who had the best entrance the we came up with undertaker bret hart or money inc oh you know what's our, funny is that i was gonna take that out because i was like eh. but this is why i want to start the discussion because for me out of those three that we had i'm gonna say and probably i was the reason why we said it money inc i think had the best they were always so fun come out irs start yelling about tax cheats in florida <laughs> tax cheats here tax cheats there just no real discernible rhyme or reason. Like, here is a man in Ted DiBiase who is a self-proclaimed millionaire who then has an IRS agent that's, like, his tag team partner. That's your favorite. And they're just both movie. evil and just IRS yells and spews nonsense. And then he just wrestles as if he just was auditing people. I mean, I it's, it. it's questionably one of the best, um, one of the best songs. I, yeah, I'll give it to Money, Inc. Because I know that, I mean... Taker and Brett will be around long enough that they'll probably... Yeah. I mean, Brett... The thing is, Brett gets a really good, like, reaction from the crowd. But oh, yeah. it's just that. Like, it's just that everyone loves him so much. It's not that there's really anything... Especially, I mean, there's nothing that special besides the fact that he gives away his his glasses. Well, um, you gotta mark it up. We picked one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. I can't do it with the same color. Mark it up. Jeez Louise. Money Inc. All right, Money Inc. Your turn. Nominated category. Okay. Tell me who you want. Um, boop, ba, beep. Okay, let's go rookie of the year. We have Razor Ramon, mm-hmm. Tatanka, mm-hmm. and Yokozuna. Would you like to add any other nominees? I will always like to add Max Moon, except I don't think that it's necessary <laughs> in this situation. Okay. See, that is one of the things, right, about, like, knowing what happens. Like, knowing, like, this mm-hmm. being 30 years ago. I don't that... think anyone would think Max Moon was going to be something. Right, but, like, maybe someone would be like, Papa Shango, right? But you know he's just going to fizzle away and then, like, reemerge as um, Kamup. So it's kind of like... I think you hit the nail on that, though, yeah. with, with Rookie of the Year. I, I will say Yokozuna is, is, a, is a baseball Rookie of the Year, though, at this point. So for those that know, it's just basically like they called him up at the end of the season. Yeah. But he hasn't really played enough. He hasn't had enough at-bats to count as a year You know what's going to happen with him, so you're kind exactly. of tempted to pick him. But if you're just looking at this year alone, um, I'm... 
Because Dwayne hasn't even wrestled, too. Bam Bam Bigelow's not here yet, is he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, so it's going to be like, there. there is some other people. But Bam Bam is has been here in the past, so like he just returning. Yes, I have him on my, on my In opinion. my humble opinion. Now, you just tell me who Because Bam got. Bam's not a rookie, because he's been here before. True. So, I'm... You want me to say it, or are you going to go? Well, you you brought it up, so you brought it up for the I'm submission. Go I'm going with Razor. I was going to say, this category is kind of one of those that's just made just so that we can just talk about Razor. Uh, how can you not? R.P. Scott Hall. Yeah, how could you not choose Razor? He, he was one of my favorite wrestlers as a kid. Um, I loved the... He... So not to veer too far, the thing about Shawn Michaels that always got me was that he very much was like an enigma because whatever belt he had mattered because he was so charismatic when he would talk to people. So it didn't matter if he had the IC or if he had the the um, the championship, the tag team, whatever it was. It felt like really special. It mattered. Yeah. But Razor Ramon was like what I can remember being like, all right, that's cool that he's got the Intercontinental title. Like Bret Hart, when he had it, it's cool. Davey Boy, when he gets it, you're like, eh. Different people that have it hit different, and Razor Ramon really made it be like, you know what? I don't know why, as a kid, but it just didn't work out that he would, you know, face Diesel. It didn't work out that he would face like Brett in a way in a year or two. Like it always worked that like Brett was with a different group of people, and then he was with like the IC. Like he made it matter, you know, because there's times when, you know, his feud and his angle with Goldust later. Like, I love Goldust. Like, you you know, you got to experience that this year when we were watching, you know, watching ahead. And you're like, wow, it's a lot of fun. But then it's also kind of like, eh. So it kind of goes away. It's like one of those things, you know, where the Intercontinental title matters. And so that's why I think this is Love, Razor, Ramon. That, that's, I just, I want to get that out about and him even, here in the Rookie of the Year spot. Because it's like, like, when Goldust comes, whatever year, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter who else comes that year. Like, it's Goldust, right? But like. But then he doesn't get to those levels for me. Even if you don't think about it, if you just think about it in 1992, I'm still giving it to Razor Ramon because he came in the middle of the year. He mm-hmm. has those ridiculous vignettes that like I oh, yeah. could just watch over and over and over. And then like he's awesome. He has an like his moves are awesome. He has that crazy like finishing move. He's with Flair. His first pay-per-view, he's with he's team with Flair. True. I'm going to go next the best friend, speaking of people, the nominees we had were Mr. Perfect, Sherry, Paul Bear, and Jimmy Hart. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I'm going to make a case right now for Mr. Perfect mm-hmm. as the best friend. One, Macho Man Randy Savage eventually writes a song calling him his perfect oh, friend. That's true. <laughs> Two, he was Macho Man's perfect friend when he needed him at the Survivor Series. Three, he was also Ric Flair's friend. For some of the greatest vignettes that we got all year. All while he was still being Vince McMahon's friend on Superstars. My nominee. My person. Best friend of the year. He's like MVP adjacent for me. Mr. Perfect. Yeah, it's hard to argue with. So I won't. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to Sherry stand, but I mean, you can't. It's tough. Um, Your turn. I love Sherry. So far, um, so far, these are going to shock. We're, we're agreeing on them. So uh, far, it's all it's all going. Why do you gotta use sayings that I've never heard before? Um. <laughs> okay, let's do best tag team. Um, we got Money Inc., The Natural Disasters, The Macho Maniacs, which is really the Ultimate Maniacs. 
Right. That we wrote Macho Maniacs. Right. Well, they are in my Wait, heart. no. Is it the Macho Maniacs? It doesn't matter. They were together for like a match. I know. Um, anybody else you want to nominate for best tag team? Not this year. because I'm going Money Inc. That that's it. Okay, that, that, that's what I was gonna say. It's really not much for me. I mean, the Beverly Brothers exist. Like it, the Nasty Boys exist. There's a bunch of these people. They just I just don't have that kind of. I think if the Nasty Boys stuck with being heels this year, maybe I, I'd definitely nominate them. But I don't really like the men's faces. The thing about Money Inc. that I enjoy the most is that they exploit the one thing about wrestling that just you know when you power watch it. And you're just sit there with no no ads or anything. You're just kind of watching it, especially like you rewatch it. It's a fun thing to just kind of put on in the background because there's nothing going on. But they exploit the one thing that just gets lost, especially in the Attitude Era as we build towards it. It's just the rules, right? Because you're always reminded, hey, you have to you have to pin them. If they get a count out, they keep the belts, and these clowns just leave. Like they they're just losing, and they're just like, "I'm out." It's they just I, it's, walk out. They're the like, best. "We're out of here." It's my they're favorite. Just, that is my favorite thing that they do, because it just takes the heel thing to level thirty-five. <laughs> it's so good. They just come out. Like I don't remember the last time I saw them as Money Inc. That I saw like Ted DiBiase do the Million Dollar Dream, right? Like I think that's his finishing move or whatever, where he like it's like a like a. Like half chicken wing or it's something. Like a choke holder. Yeah, yeah, but I've never seen him do it like in at you know IRS's finishers like some running clothesline. And, like they just don't do it. They just leave. They're like I'm out. Like, I'm out. It's like a this best. is it's this awesome. is this this natural disasters match. We're getting squashed. I'm out of here. Like I'm gone. You know, I'm done wrestling. We'll take the L and keep the belt. They just take the belts yeah. and walk out. And I love <laughs> it. I love that energy because it just it wraps around their characters so much. And yeah. I enjoyed them the most this year as a tag team. Like just the most fun. Ted DiBiase with his all whites, his all white trunks, living his best life. Let's oh, go. Oh, yeah. WrestleMania when he comes yep. out with the white and gold. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Next, I'm going to go with the worst gimmick. We had Repo Man, Max Moon, <laughs> and Nails. I mean, do you want to add anybody? I do not need you to could add, add anybody. You can maybe throw... Um... In my humble opinion, the worst gimmick of the year. The worst gimmick I've ever seen is Repo Man. I still don't understand <laughs> how a man is dressed half like Hamburglar <laughs> to be a wrestler that was hanging bulldog, like hanging people with the ropes after he fought them, which I didn't understand, but I guess it's like I'm repoing your car, so I'm going to throw like a tow hook on. It's like he's a robber, <laughs> but he's a robber of like... I don't, I, I'm trying to think of how to put it together that it makes any sense, but like he's just a guy. He's really just a guy doing a job for the bank, but somehow he's bad because he's like taking your things back, right? But like you also didn't pay for them, so it's kind of like maybe if we would have paid the car bill, he wouldn't show up two months later to take it. So it's kind of like I don't know. He's breaking into people's houses to repossess things. It's just so fucking dumb. Repo man, that's me. What about you? And I love. I listen. I love the idea of Max Moon. I love that he's still, to this day, 30 years later on the WWE's website as a superstar. Like, I love it. It's fucking dumb, especially when he's a robot when he starts. <laughs> but, I mean, to me, it's Repo Man. I just not, don't, I don't, I, I don't get it. But the thing is, Repo Man, and what Max... Repo the role, Man. It just makes me laugh so much. I can't, especially when he's sneaky. Like, he's so sneaky. But he's not. <laughs> like, he's not. I'm giving it to Nails. I I hate Nails. I hate him. I hate his face. 
sorry. I, I knew you were going to go there. Yeah. I wanted to make a case for Repo Man. No, I, I'll give I you can't. nails. I'll give you nails. Uh, nails, worst gimmick of the year. Are we going to go Your nails? Your turn. Okay. We will. He also just disappears, right? Because of the whole thing that happens after Survivor yeah, yeah, Series. Yeah. It's just like, bah. Um, Migos. Mm. Migos. Um, so I go. I am going to go with best pay-per-view. Now, I think... When I wrote this out, I didn't change it to what you really wanted, which was best paper like best gimmick match. Best yeah, best pay per view gimmick match. So we just have best pay per view. Now, do you want to change it to best no, pay per view gimmick it's match? Because that's fun. Mine's gonna stay the same. Doesn't matter. Um, okay, it's hard because I think that there's something special about each of these pay-per-views royal rumble is just like the best royal rumble match ever wrestlemania has two amazing matches SummerSlam is just that wembley stadium last minute changes just the energy is crazy and survivor series is seeing the new generation take over so like i feel like they're all pretty important but I guess I would go with the Royal Rumble because it is just such a cool Royal Rumble. It's the last time you really see a lot of these old school guys together. And uh, yeah, that's where I'm going. All things considered, when we get into next year and we're discussing the Royal Rumble, which should be pretty quick um, into the year because it happens early January. So it'll be quick for us to get there. Mm -hmm. There's one thing that's pretty apparent in that Royal Rumble. Just like there's other things that are apparent in other Royal Rumbles. That's why this is the best one. This is the best match, best thing of the year, in my opinion. Because the thing about the Royal Rumble is sometimes you look at it and go, well, you just can't beat that guy, right? It's a showcase for somebody. And this was not, in my opinion. It was just Ric Flair being Ric Flair. Anybody at any point could have knocked Ric Flair out. You would have accepted it. But he's number three. It was just his time. Yeah, but it's just... He made it all the way to the end. It's the idea that, like, one, he wasn't number one. Right? I'll just use the ultimate one as an example. The Royal Rumble after Eddie Guerrero dies. And, um... Oh, when Rey Mysterio is Rey Mysterio one. is just number one. Comes out in his in his vehicle, right? In Eddie's old car. And you just know Rey Mysterio is going to win the Royal Rumble. Win, yeah. So you're like, I'm here. And, the re- and realistically, is the five foot tall i don't know how tall he is was he five four I don't know. he's like really that. small like he's but really it's short. like so it's so realistically it's the, is he gonna last that long is so probably not it's the circumstance but he has to win and spoiler right. alert for next year if you haven't watched along nobody's gonna be able to throw the 550 pound man out and over the six you know the six foot one six foot two whatever he is man over the road so it's kind of like you, you get into these ruts with that and then how they end you know the next year and stuff like you get into these zones where you're kind of like oh Oh, and the, the, the double winner. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, You know, and even, like, in, I think until maybe, like, was it 95? I think when Sean wins, it, like, his first one. Until that time, there isn't really, like, a good, like, these other ones are, like, okay. But you're, like, kind of, you know. I don't really remember 93, uh, 94, like, the I know the ending, but I don't remember, like, who's in it. 95? I love the ending. But... It's just a lot. It's like maybe five or six guys that you're I, like I, excited to see. But I think it's also the one where the people come in every minute. Like it's it's all different. It's like every 30 seconds or every minute. Yeah. Because yeah, they're like just trying to quick. get it done. But this one specifically is like, hey, this is for the title. Everybody's in it. Mm. Winner gets the title. That's why I agree. Best yeah. pay-per-view, yeah. hands down. It's awesome. Rumble. So I'm going to come. I'm not going to say hands down. 
I'm going to say I'm giving it the best because there are really arguments to be made for that WrestleMania. You know what I mean? For that Survivor Series. Well, as we go forward and we add the King of the Ring and then we add some of these in your houses and things, we're going to get more gimmick matches too. There's going to be, you know, Savio Vega strap matches. There's going to be Caribbean strap matches. There's going to be hog matches. I remember that. Remember that with uh, With Triple H? H, Yeah. Um, So my turn. I'm going to go ahead and jump on here and I'm going to say, what was the best we're, we're getting so here's what's left most cringe moment best gimmick best match best promo mvp so i'll do most cringe moment yeah you have listed anything kamala yeah tatanka well not tatanka himself but the the talk around him right? and then you have the flying jalapeno well that's that's um Tito Santana. It's just the way the commentators... Bobby, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Bobby Heenan specifically. But a lot of the commentators, Mr. Perfect too, like, you know, the heel commentators talk about um, anyone that's any ethnicity or, you know, culture other than white. It's just so... It's also maybe the, 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 the forced kissing of Miss Elizabeth should be on there. There's a lot of cringy things. So what I was going to say is the cringiest thing to me. Which is going to wrap around in some of the other categories. The cringiest thing to me is it's Ric Flair and his beef with Macho Man. Yeah. Where he just has these pictures of him and Miss Elizabeth. That is just going to show everyone the pictures and just just because of the real life implications of all of that. I just want to know, like, back like that's then. me. That's me. Where it's like, how is this a good idea for a good angle when they're literally going through a divorce? Probably not great. Ooh, yeah, you know, you're right. Probably not great. Like, probably that to me is cringe. Um, because if you knew, you know. So like, I just wonder, what was Photoshop like back in '92? Because I no clue. used to work for a magazine, and I was a graphic designer, and I used Photoshop all day, every day, and I would take people and put them into other scenes sometimes for, you know, these layouts I would do. Um, never anything nefarious, but like. Didn't look that good compared to like. No, because that wasn't Photoshop. Those were obviously staged photos. But like, I'm just wondering, like, is that, was that even possible in 92 to get a a photo that looked that that realistic? Um, I agree that that is super cringy. I really hated the, uh, the Kamala stuff just the way they talk about him, I mean, it's so cringy. It's, like, hard to watch. And I don't think... Some of the Miss Elizabeth Ric Flair stuff is slightly cringy. If you don't know the backstory, it's still cringy. I don't know if it, um... If it really is as cringy as the way they treat the Kamala I'll give you, character. I, I'll give you Kamala. I just I just was like, you know, let me let me come on a different angle. To me, it was the Miss Elizabeth stuff. Yeah, no, well. I mean, you're not, you're not wrong. You're not Coming wrong off of last that. year with the Jake the Snake. But I'm just saying... The- Say you just watched um, an episode of this or something without knowing about that. You would be like, oh, Ric Flair's crazy. This is funny. And like, oh, my God, that's like the racism is insane with this well, Kamala you, character. Like you would notice that right away. You, you would get you would get it from all four. You'd get the wild sexism from the Miss Elizabeth angle. I mean, also, there's some bad stuff that they say about Sherry, too. I was her just weight, say, things like that, her appearance. Have, so you get Like, you I know get Gorilla both. Monsoon mentions Sherry's weight a few times, and... I think I looked it up. Not that it matters. It wouldn't matter if Sherry was 300 pounds, right? But I looked it up and I think she was like 130 pounds. Like normal yeah, size, like a normal thin sized woman. And like, just because she's not like super thin, like, I, I don't know. It's just because 
she's a heel, you know? Yeah. It, well, that, well, that, it's yeah. Just, but it's also not, I mean, that would never fly today. We're not going to talk about women's appearance like that. Like, it's not Kamala cool. Tatanka, the flying jalapeno. And I would even, like, I kind of lump those three together, maybe, mm-hmm. even. Um, just the, I, I'll give just you. Just the casual racism. I'll give you the casual so, racism okay. versus the sexism. I'll give you the casual racism this year more than And listen, sexism. I don't love the sexism either. Yeah. Being a woman, not great, but also, like, the casual Cringy. racism is so, it's, I'd be embarrassed to watch it with, like, some of my more, you know. Yeah, the, it, would, it, it, it would be, if I was going to throw something on and be like, you want to see something funny, this is not where I'm going. No. You know, 92 would be tough, because 92, you could randomly end up in any one of these scenarios, and you're like, whoa, I don't want to, like... If you're around the wrong audience, that isn't. Yeah, we're gonna, gonna find turn this the funny. sexism up real high. Yeah, or the just the, the casual racism, and you're like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's run down where we're at right now. We got four categories left. Let's run it down. So we've done best pay per view. We both agree on the Royal Rumble. Best friend. We both agree on Mr. Perfect. Most cringe moment. We went with the racism. Best entrance. Money Inc. Best tag team. Money Inc. Rookie of the year. Razor Ramon. Worst gimmick. Nails. Jen. Mm. Best gimmick. Best promo. Best match. MVP. Which one do you want to grab? Which let's, one do you want to Let's go with? best gimmick. Best um, gimmick. Okay, now feel free to add because I only have three down here. I have Razor Ramon. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Undertaker, mm-hmm. which I can make a case that that's the worst gimmick, yet just Mark Calloway is the best. one of the best. Right. And um, Shawn Michaels knew gimmick hbk those are the three i have there um yeah do you have any more you want to add i i'm gonna hear your rationale and then i'll chime in with what i got so you tell me which is the best gimmick. oh i forgot i had to go first you picked it oh well, then i wish i didn't because <laughs> see it's rough because razor ramon we've already said all the wonderful things that there is i'm sure there's a million more things to say but i mean his gimmick is just <laughs> it's so, it's so good um, he does it so well. Undertaker. I watch children actually cry in the crowd when he walks out. True. And there's nothing better than that to um, solidify your place as really good at this gimmick, right? You're making children cry. You're bringing people out in body bags. And then you somehow manage a face turn among all of it. Amongst it. I agree. Among Amongst all amongst of it. Amongst all of it, yeah. yeah. Well, you okay. know what? Sometimes I don't use words right. No, I'm here for it. Shawn Michaels. Now, this might be a thing that I'm looking at knowing where his career goes after this. But I think he's pretty convincingly... He pretty convincingly comes off as an arrogant prick. I mean, his outfits are absolutely absurd. They don't start as crazy as they get. They're just going to get better and better. Um, you know, Sherry being like infatuated with him helps um but i just think that he is very he's very good at being that that person so i don't know yeah you still have to pick like you're uh, oh, you're oh I, didn't, I didn't want to you I still just, have to i pick. think i want you to pick first so i will not because it's your <laughs> category okay i'm gonna go raise remote okay so for me i'm looking at this as a very specific thing okay the best gimmick of just this year, just this year, no other year. To me, the best gimmick of just this year is Shawn Michaels. And the reason why is because he has the promo 
where he becomes the heartbreak kid. Whose heart he's breaking, I don't know. Grabs, he grabs Sherry, him. right? Has one of the worst matches, in my opinion, of the year in the don't punch each other in the face match, which was Listen, like, what the fuck was that? I am so amused by that match. I love that match. Okay, okay, hold on. That match is there for me. Hold on. So then he turns around in the midst of it. Part of this gimmick is Bobby Heenan yelling that he left the building immediately after he leaves every time. And nine times out of ten, it's like Gorilla to whoever. They're like, nobody cares. And that's the thing. Nobody cares. No, that's not true. Because can I tell you, little Jen... When they said that, would be like, did. "Oh man, so he's not going to be on any more promos," and I'd be sad. I wouldn't see him again till next week. So to me, it's because it, it. I'm just looking at the gimmick <laughs> of the this year because they're all of these guys. Their gimmicks are going to change throughout, and to me, just the whole thing. I, now, honorable mention is Doink the Clown because what is going on with the serial killer clown that's out there? Right. <laughs> this is when honorable he's still, mention. He's still entertaining. This is the when he's still just appearing in the crowd. Um, but to me, it's like just because of like what again, what I know all of these characters will be to me it's like razor ramon isn't necessarily the bad guy yet he is he's starting the character but he just kind of appeared on screens in august i think more when he gets to that Shawn michaels wrestlemania where they have the ladder match that's where he's really kind of like he totally morphed and embraced and all in on i'm the bad guy so i'm taking hbk oh you're just immediately circling you didn't want to have to do it so you just <laughs> said razor ramon so you let me do the heavy lifting okay <laughs> My turn now on the best promo. (laughs) I'm going to pull the best promo. Here's what we had. We actually had six. We had in no particular. And you could, you could add some or take some out. No, no, no. It's fine. Cause I'll, I'll say them all because I think this is one of the better categories we actually had. We had the barbershop incident, which we all know is part of the reason why we even wanted to have these conversations because of how ridiculous that was. We had Brett and Roddy Piper at WrestleMania, which was pretty good. Roddy Piper coming at him about changing his diapers and eating fucking sandwiches. Your potty pants. He was calling him his potty, potty pants. pants. <laughs> we had Flair and Mr. Perfect together. They are lead up to WrestleMania when they're going to face Randy Savage. No, right? with, they were specifically. With I know, specifically, as they're doing these, these promos every week, which, they, remember they were in a restaurant at one point, then another time, they were, I feel like they were in like a... Yeah, were they in like a concert hall? I know. And then they have one where they're outside at a picnic. And, and the one they're out at a picnic, Mr. Perfect does Mr. Perfect things. Their woman is feeding them grapes and fruits. It's wonderful. All while he, still talking about the photos he has and his time that he, he was He goes to Elizabeth. feed the woman a grape. And then she goes to eat it and he just throws it behind his mm-hmm. shoulder. Then we have the Razor Ramon vignettes where he's just destroying people in, in, in and around the streets of Miami. We had Sid actually take down the barbershop and effectively end Bruce the Barber Beefcake's uh, WWE run. <laughs> and finally, we had Tatanka with all the children mm-hmm. living his best life. Mm-hmm. So I, in what will now be a run, spoiler alert, a run, I am picking Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect. I'm wearing my Ric Flair shirt. The reason I'm picking that is because of all of these. If I had to just take... Out of context. This is how I'm looking at, at the rest of this. If I had to take this out of context this year and say, this thing I could show to almost anyone and they will understand the silliness of all of this, it's this. If you are watching this, it tickles a bone as a kid 
where you're like, oh my God, that's Ric Flair. Most kids know Ric Flair. Most kids know Mr. Perfect. And he's so fucking ridiculous with the woman feeding him grapes, talking about how he was with Macho Man's lady before him. That to me was the promo. Now, honorable mention, but the barbershop incident. Jen, you have the floor. You know I want to give it to the barbershop incident. You can. You watch people like, okay, when you watch The Undertaker come out. and you I'm sorry, see- wait. I don't want to, I want to stop you one second. We are totally allowed to disagree on any of these, by the way. True. That's the most important thing. We don't have to have an agreement. So go. No, we can have a tie. Yes, go. So I really want to go with that because when Undertaker comes out and you see children cry with fear, you see people in the crowd well up. Like there's a woman in the crowd that looks like someone just like, like stabbed her in the heart. (laughs) Like people are devastated. They love the Rockers, and we don't really see any Rockers this year. Maybe there's a match in the beginning. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Because um, this actually happened at a show December 2nd of 91. So you don't see it till January, but it's already done. Survivor Series, I think they might have went against someone at the Survivor Series. Survivor Series? Because the, in 91, they're, like, beefing. Like, mm-hmm. like I th- they show a bunch of matches where, like, Well, he Sean's- fights Flair, right? Remember he fights Ric Flair? and Shawn Michaels has, Shawn Michaels, like, a singles match Yeah, singles match with Flair. Yeah. And Marty Jannetty comes out, but then it's, like, and he fucks Shawn it up Michaels is passed out outside the ring. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, you're right. So there's, like, a bunch of drama between them. And so, like, that um, split up was definitely being foreshadowed. You definitely saw it coming. Um, and I guess in real life, they were having some issues, too, which is kind of, like... Just fun to know. And they were really friends. I think that you have to be in this thing. But anyway, people still talk about this, right? They still talk about the barbershop incident. It is one of the best heel turns, I think, that I've seen. You know, it's to me, this heel turn and Bret Hart's heel turn with Stone Cold. uh, Was that at Survivor? Was that at WrestleMania or Survivor Series? Stone Cold? Which which heel turn? The Bret Hart uh, heel turn. In 97. This to me is just as good. Like this is. Those it's are the two Survivor best. It's either Survivor Series. Or it's like a Wrestlemania. Because it's it's like the I Quit match. Where It's Austin's, Wrestlemania. Yeah. It's Wrestlemania. Yep. Yeah. So I feel like this is on par with that. And it's just such a good heel turn. And people went from loving the Rockers. To hating Shawn Michaels. Still loving Marty Jannetty. And if Marty Jannetty just <laughs> kept his act together. He probably had a chance to be like a pretty popular face. But you know. Marty's got to do what, what, what Marty's do. Martin, Marty's got to do what Marty's do. So I do. think that we're just going to have to agree to disagree because my second one would be the Flair Perfect. I mean, but the thing about that is there's just so many good ones. Like, it's hard to really pinpoint. Like, the Picnic one is wonderful. There's other ones that are wonderful. Where, like, the Barbershop one is just, like, it's unbelievable. You bought me an enamel pin of the Barbershop incident. Like, it is such a thing that, like... But, and, and again, to me, it all rolls together. Which is the only reason why I'm taking Flair Perfect. Yeah. Because to me, every every other thing I want to do here goes together. So it's your turn. And I do agree that we we can disagree. You know, it's we, we both have it one and two, right? One and two on our on our scorecards. It's one and two. My number one yeah. is no. Flair Perfect. My number two is Barbershop. It's not, there's no question. There's no question. You know, Razor got his due with the rookie of the year section. You even gave him a vote for best gimmick before you switched to HBK. But he got, you know, he's there. Yeah. There may be better promos now in the future. But you convinced me with HBK. I was convinced. I wasn't. I, I knew that you were on the fence, but I was like, no, that's just, that's the answer. Because this is a brand new gimmick. That's the answer. The yeah. evolution of the gimmick is different. Because The Undertaker is great. 
but he literally turns face. Like, he's got to go back to kind of being a heel. But he's also the Undertaker for so long. I mean, he's just always the right. Undertaker. He's still today right. the Undertaker, you know? 100%. He said he, he's retired, but we know he's... He's, he's still... He's, he's undertaking. He's still, he's still taking. He's yeah. still taking. He's undertaking under. somewhere. He's still um, taking things under. Okay, so we got best match and we got MVP. Um, I do think that MVP should go last, but since I don't want to choose best match first, I'm going MVP. We have Ric Flair, Bret Hart... Randy Savage, do you have anyone to add? I do not need to add anyone to this list. To, to, to nom- You don't need to... No, no, I don't need to nominate anyone more. Okay, so I have them as the MVP of the year. I'm going Bret Hart. He comes in as the IC champ. He loses that belt in Wembley Stadium. A big upset to his brother-in-law, Bulldog. He is in most of the best... The nominations we have for best match. People love him. He's... The younger, smaller type guy. He's just fun to watch wrestle, and um, he leaves as the champ. And I'm giving it to Bret Hart. In 1991, a man appeared on the scene. He had a belt, screaming he was the world's champion. <laughs> that belt is still blocked out to this day on YouTube. You cannot see the belt. It's blocked out on old WWF programming on Peacock. It's blocked out everywhere. You know why? Because apparently it's like... A tag team belt. And it's just like, you know. Doesn't matter. It's a work. It doesn't matter. They worked you. It doesn't matter. Okay. Stop. Stop. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm, you're making this a shoot here. Calm down. With your ladders. Anyway. Point being. That man is Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Won the Royal Rumble. Ric Flair. Won the best promo in my opinion. Ric Flair came out guns blazing and carried the year made it all the way to the end of the year to the last pay-per-views he's being relevant and that to me as we go through the years that's what's going to be most important when i pick my year mvp as a kid Bret Hart was my favorite playing any of the video games always want to be Bret Hart always want to do it love Bret Hart Bret Hart was my childhood up until it transitioned you know into my teenage years and then we got stone cold right and you are experiencing some of that now um, it all kind of goes together. That's me. I know you're a big HBK fan. But for me, well, Bret Hart will have his day. Bret Hart will have his time to be an MVP. This is the one time I can give the award to Ric Flair. And he deserves it. It's kind of like if you watch... I'm just going to use an analogy here. It's like if you're watching Game of Thrones. And you're like, who's the season one MVP? It's like, well, Ned's pretty good in season one. Everything kind of matters about him. And then he's gone. Right? I'll give it so, to Ned. So you, right. But if you think about the show, you're like, well, you know, Jon Snow's got really good stuff going on. Tyrion, we're right. You're thinking about long game. I'm talking about boom. Right here in this moment, this is all you got is just one year of 92, in my opinion. And we're going to talk about here in a second. Not to bleed too far, but you, you got the best match, best promo, best, best pay-per-view. Everything has one guy in it. You convinced me. Okay. Okay. I was on the fence convinced i love rick flair i'm not because there is a wrestlemania in our future where bret hart does win two matches i think i'm just looking at it like i think i'm looking at it too end heavy like where Mm -hmm. it's going and you're looking at it like oh this is the only year he's really this relevant but that's also looking at it knowing what happens in the future but i agree with everything you said so i'm going with rick flair as well yeah i'm trying to keep it in the moment 
And no, then I, also, I you know, and try to enjoy what people were doing at the time. Because when there is, you know, the amount of time we watched all this in. I mean, this is a year-long recap that we did this. But when we first watched it, we just watched a couple of the pay-per-views. And I was like, oh, wow, he was here, he was here, he was here. And as we did it for this, you know, for this podcast and for this adventure that we're going on where we're watching, re-watching this stuff. It's just like, yeah, when he would come on the screen this year, he was entertaining. That's yeah. it. When he would come on, I'd enjoy it. His matches, I'd enjoy. They meant something, right? Now, that's not to take anything away from Bret Hart, who gets the title this year in Saskatoon, against Ric Flair, right? Again, Ric Flair. Right. So he's there in everything. And Ric Flair had to drop the title because he was having, like, health issues. Right. So who knows what would have happened with his right. character if he didn't. I don't know if at that time he already said he was leaving or not, because I know by the end of the year he knows he's leaving soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't... I don't know. So, but you're right. I mean, he's he's Ric Flair, so. Love it. Yeah. And Wearing take a shirt. us. Take it out. Take it out. Best match. Take it over. Brett and Roddy Piper at WrestleMania, which in the moment when we saw it was a really, really, really good match. And we liked it. And we had a lot of debates and a lot of discussion. As well as Ric Flair, Randy Savage, same WrestleMania. Great matches. Brett Bulldog at SummerSlam. Great match. Brett and Sean. Survivor Series. That's what we had nominated. Is there any other matches you want to nominate? Well, there's another match you just didn't even say. What? Ric Flair. I did. I said, I said Brett and Roddy at WrestleMania and Ric Flair and Macho Man at WrestleMania. Oh, okay. I didn't hear. Sorry. Those two are at WrestleMania. Um, the other one's there. Do you want to nominate anymore? You want to nominate the, the tag with Flair and Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart? and Macho Man, because that is a fun tag team match that you can find. We enjoyed that match. We did. And more... I think it should be nominated. I'm it's, not... Okay. I'm not choosing it, but it should nominated. definitely be nominated. I agree. In my opinion, again, it's the clean sweep. I'm going with Ric Flair, Macho Man, Randy Savage. When I think of my youth, when I think of what I enjoy, when I think of wrestling, I think of Snappy and New Slim Jim. That's what I think, right? Because yeah. there's a certain level where, you know, the, the, the thing about this, the entertainment part, the stage part everybody remembers like if you talk to people our age late 30s early 40s whatever even go 40 you know whatever age of anyone that's watching wrestling they have certain people and certain gimmicks that they really remember most people our age definitely remember macho man and for the most part we kind of remember macho man like as wearing the ludicrous clothes and kind of being a commentator, but not really wrestling. Like, we don't remember him in the day-to-day, like, wrestling every day, right? Like, I was just not alive in the 80s for that to be a thing. I didn't see that. You were alive in the 80s. I was, but not at that level, right? Don't act like you're younger than you are. No, you know No, I, mean? I know, you were little. You know what I mean? Like, it. if you're born in, like, 75 or something, it's like Hulk Hogan, right? You know or if Hulk you have Hogan, an older you know, brother. Right, right, right. You know it, Hulk it. Hogan, you know Macho Man. I get it. So, to me, that's always what he was. And so, when you go back and kind of watch this, and then it's like, <laughs> Ric Flair, that was still wrestling three months ago at you know 80 like it's just he's just timeless rick flair never ends and so this is the one year that he's there in the wwf until the merger in the 2000s so if you just pick this up more like i want to see some rick flair this is the time to do it i think this is his best match of the year because you're also getting the nostalgia of macho man randy savage you're getting the flare flops you're getting that other guy from your youth. And they both wrestle really. Like, they both just, And they put on a really good they show. They put on such a good show. And it was really good. That's me. Now, mind you, at that WrestleMania, it was a double main event. Yeah. And I could give a shit about the second part of the main event. I know. I mean, it was a double main event. So it was literally like, okay, 
Because it was like... And what was the biggest part of that? What was the biggest part of the, of the second part of the main event? What was the thing that was like making everyone Wasn't like cheer? Kamala come out or whatever? Well, it was Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior. Uh, no, it was Hulk, Ultimate Warrior comes out yeah, to help Hulk that's Hogan. That's the whole he's thing. And so yes, they're yeah. trying to just pass, oh, Hulk Hogan's your favorite to Warrior's your favorite. It's just, yeah. yeah. It was all marketing. And Papa Shango right now. Yeah, yeah. Papa Shango right now. Yeah, I'm thinking about it now. I'm like... It's Hulk Hogan said, and then Papa Shango, Papa Shango yeah, comes just, out, then this, then that, blah, blah, blah. Um, but that's me, Rick. So I am torn between Bret Hart, Roddy Piper. Because there's something really cool about that, too. I love a match when it's like two good guys, you know, two faces, mm-hmm. or, or that you really feel, you feel it. You feel the, the heat between it. You're like, oh, it's like I, I get it. They both really want this belt, and it just feels... You're so invested in it, no matter who you want to win. And they, their promos leading up to this were amazing. And I love the fact that it's old, like an old school guy and a new school guy, even though they're not that their age difference isn't that much. It really, I mean, when you look at their careers, um, which I think wraps up 92, right? The old school guy and the new school guy. But I agree with you that Ric Flair, Macho Man, by like a, a half step, a quarter step, maybe the tiniest little quarter step to me they they win this and rick all i think about is rick flair and his bright red bloody hair it's just unbelievable so i'll give it to rick and and, and you know again i think it's most important as we launch into next year and and kind of in reviewing all of this like we're not doing it in the moment we're not looking at the technical side per se we're just looking at the entertainment value the total package yeah. in watching this year or these matches what entered what was entertaining and why right if i wanted to put on a match for my friends that don't that haven't seen wrestling in a million years and they're over and we're all going to sit around and drink beers and shoot the shit for two hours while the kids are in the back playing or doing whatever this would be it because they would immediately know the characters they'd immediately know the stakes right yeah. rick flair's got the title macho man like they you just know it and you just watch it and you're entertained in the moment, is it rated? You know, a five star match. Is this is that? Th- who cares? If I'm putting it on right now, I'm not trying to watch it. It it it's it's one of those things where you're like, I just want to kind of be entertained. This is the most it's entertaining, so entertaining thing. I think that out of these mat, like out of all the matches, I think the Bret Hart British Bulldog match is the one that like you know Dave Meltzer's like um, mm-hmm. ratings. I think that's the one that's rated the highest, if I remember correctly. And that's a really ridiculously good match, too. Um, so I just want to acknowledge that. Well, but I don't know. I just... Maybe it's just that... I, I, I don't know. It's just the other ones, I feel like. But, but. Well, you, well, you know, like, like I said, what it comes down to is if you're watching this weekly, if you're this is what you do or what you did at the time, you're in the moment. In that moment this person that you've seen them do better matches, you've seen them do better stuff. It's like, yeah, this isn't the best that they've done. Like for nostalgia's sake, throw this on. It's enjoyable. Just throw it on, you know, throw it on YouTube. It's enjoyable. You'll be like, oh, I know all those people. I don't need to know why. I don't need to know all the buildup. If you did follow the buildup, it was ludicrous. They're literally talking about how he's got pictures of Miss Elizabeth in compromising positions that he's going to put on the Titan Tron. When in real life, you go back and be like, well, they were breaking up at the time. Not great. All of it's not great. And you're like, this is ludicrous shit. This is insane. And then it pays off with a really fun match. So that's why we went with that. Now, a couple shout outs here. I can see um, you've already kind of shouted them out, but you did forget Rocco. I did forget Rocco. 
Because I really am disturbed by Rocco. Rocco. Still confused by Rocco. I know. I'll never know what happens with Rocco. Ica Pro. For everybody that loves their body. That's going to be our... That wins the shout-out category. It definitely wins the shout-out <laughs> Now, anything else you want to add on 92? You didn't even talk about the Slam music video. You didn't talk about Bret Hart's music video. Anything else you want to talk about 92? I don't think so. When we closed out the year on Superstars, we discussed the Slam music video. Yeah. We discussed where we're going with the new generation and how it's all going to be about Bret Hart. You and I have also discussed where we're going. And where we're going, we are going to be tweaking our weekly review and rewatch. Because there's something about a Survivor Series. Something about a specific Survivor Series in five years from 19, this 1992 one we just went over. Something very specific. And it's the season. It's coming back around. It's Montreal. It's a screw job. What some may say, some may say, changed the industry forever, right? There was this industry we had as kids. There was this whole idea of what the expectation was between fan and performer and going to the show and what you were going to see. And then there's what happened at the screw job. Unless, of course, maybe it was a work. I don't know. Wild conspiracy theory. We are in wild conspiracy corner these days where everybody can just make up a theory and just run with it. Doesn't matter. You know, the earth is, I still do believe, not flat, but there's still people out there banging that drum. Doesn't matter how much you know or don't know. It's just fun to speculate. And so as we go through the next few years on our rewatch, we're going to add Raw. We're going to add some of the most iconic characters that have ever been produced, right? We're going to get Rocky Maivia sightings. We're going to get Triple H. We're going to get Big Daddy Cool Diesel. We're going to get it all, Jen. Are you ready to talk shoots and ladders with me? Yes. Be on the lookout. Feed should be the same to get the new episodes. New name. I don't know if that's true. Should be. We're going to... We're gonna. I don't think that's true. I think there'll be a new feed. Um, but, Maybe. But all the links will be on the social media site. Like, if you follow Instagram, it's going to be the same Instagram. I'm just going to change the yep. name, and we'll have the new link up there. And so. As long as Twitter still exists, we'll, we'll have <laughs> that. Otherwise, we'll be on Mastodon and just be with everybody else. You but should just get on Mastodon anyway. It's going to be exciting. We're excited. We're workshopping a couple more things. Holiday season is upon us right now. We wish everyone a happy, healthy... Merry and joyous as we get ready for a relaunch. First week of January, 2023. Are you excited, Jen? I am so excited. You know what's funny? We did like, we tried to do this in half a year so that we could get to 1993. Mm-hmm. Had a crazy year. Some stuff come up. So we didn't get it done in half a year. But now it's great because now we're at 1993 in 2023. So it's 30 years ago. Also... Do people that believe that the Earth is flat believe in, like, the solar system? Because, like, they're just, like, flat planets floating around? Or are we just in a void? Like, what, what is the deal with the flat Earth? Oh, really? Cubes. That's not flat. Is cubic. Really? Cube. I have no idea. Oh, my Fuck God. knows. People <laughs> think that there's dinosaurs underneath in the middle of the Earth. Wait, really? 
That's the flat Earth thing. You should Google it. Go How can you think that there's dinosaurs in the middle of the Earth if the Earth is flat? Flat would indicate that there's no room for dinosaurs underneath. No, it's like flat. We've said it all. <laughs> Some may say we said too much. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up 1992 by saying thank you if you're listening. Thank you if you decide to listen in the future. And thank you for following us. And thank you for being a friend. I'm out. Bye.